Oh my God, you guys, I know it's only been a week, but it feels like a fucking year. A lot has gone down just in the past few days. Things have been absolutely insane, and I've been getting a lot of questions regarding social media posts and fucks and the resurrection and what's going on. Are you talking? Are you fucking? What, what is happening? <laughs> and I promise very soon I will unload all of the details to you, but at the current moment, there are a lot of moving parts to this. There's a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of what the fuck is happening going on in my own brain. So when I have answers and when I am able to effectively communicate those answers, I will. I promise there will be an update very, very soon. So with all of that being said, let's get into the topic this week. And I'm a little worried about this one. Um, Everything that I talk about is typically pretty out there, but I think that this is more on the controversial side of things. And I I know I'm going to piss some people off with this, and I, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to attack the world of feminism. I mean, maybe a little. But I I feel very strongly about this topic, and this is almost more for the men. I am I'm coming to their defense. I am trying to half explain things and half ask questions because I am genuinely curious on why this issue happens, especially more so now in my late 20s. Oh, I hate to say that. Um versus like, you know, my late teenage years, you know, my early 20s, I just, I don't understand it, but in the same sense, I kind of get it. Now, this issue that I'm about to reveal is something that I feel like is almost more concerning during this time of COVID, and especially last year when things were shut down, when you couldn't really date. If you met someone, you know, through social media, through a dating app, whatever, and you decided to meet up, you know, you couldn't go to a bar, you couldn't go out to a restaurant, you were kind of limited to meeting up at one of your houses. I mean, yes, there are other things, you know, other public places you could have met, but let's be real, like, especially if this is for a hookup, you're probably just going to meet up at a house and do what you got to do. But there has been a substantial increase in hesitancy for men to either fuck on the first quote-unquote date or to make the first move. And for a little period of time, I started getting concerned about myself and I was like, oh my God, does nobody want to fuck me? Like, what is going on? I am a female. I have a vagina. It should not be this hard for me to get laid. And then I started really thinking about it. I started doing a little bit of digging around on the internet and, you know, talking to different people, getting different opinions. And I think I have it figured out. And if anyone disagrees with me, please let me know, specifically men, if if there's something I'm missing. But here's what I think. I think, <clears throat> just give me a moment to compose myself. I think the feminists are twat blocking me. I think Modern day feminism is to blame for Stephanie not getting laid or to have to wait for hours of pointless conversation when the only 
real goal of being around a person is to have their dick in me. I blame all of this on feminism. I, uh, I'm going to get so much shit for this. I think the idea of consent has been so bastardized and I don't think anyone even really knows what consent is anymore. I mean, from a sociological perspective, from a legal perspective, what what constitutes consent? Do I need to put it in writing? And I, you know, I was talking to my hair guy about this the other day. And I'm like, I don't like, do I need to carry contracts in my car with me? Like little waivers that, <laughs> that I am signing off that I'm not going to accuse you of raping me the next day when I regret fucking you because the alcohol has worn off and I see how fucking disgusting you are. Like, what do I have to do? Because it's gotten so ridiculous and I think it has men so scared to stick their dick in anything, to touch anyone because of the consequences of something that they really did not do wrong. And I've spoken to a lot of men about this and women who are not on the hashtag MeToo bandwagon. And I'm not trying to take any credibility away from actual victims of sexual violence, sexual crimes. But this thing has blown up into something way further than it should have, just like modern day feminism. It's gone to an extreme measure to the point that you can't even accidentally look at someone the wrong way in public without being screamed at that you're a rapist. And I, I wish I were exaggerating. I, I wish I was making this up. But this is now the world we live in. And it's fucking ridiculous. And you can't take anyone seriously. You can't believe anyone. It's just, it's a fucking nightmare. So thinking about this and doing research on cases like Jeffrey Epstein, like Harvey Weinstein, I really kind of dove down a rabbit hole into the Me Too movement and into those cases. And it kind of makes sense to me. It kind of makes sense how, because those cases kind of jump-started this movement and now everyone's a victim, that men are scared to even make a verbal advance on a woman, let alone a physical one. So I, I tried to keep that in mind when there were times that I would have a date or a hookup or a get together, whatever. And I would either wait ridiculous amounts of time to get fucked or I wouldn't get fucked at all. And I feel like there's kind of a mix. I feel like some of the guys that this has happened with are just fucking stupid. <laughs> and they're, they talk a big game when it's not face to face. But then once they're in the situation, they're either not as cocky as they come off over a phone or they maybe have had bad experiences and they're too nervous or whatever. And then I think there are guys who this whole Me Too thing does apply to. And I really feel like those are more of the guys who have something to lose. You know, maybe they have kids, maybe they have a career, whatever. Um, but I, I do really think I've experienced both ends of this. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of these experiences. Two of them, actually, we have already discussed. And the first is Dog Daddy. We all know and love him. I am so happy that Lily is still thriving with him. <laughs> Fucking insanity. 
that the that this still even is a thing that he hasn't learned yet that this is probably why he's single but anyway i digress he took five hours to even like touch me at all and leading up to that night there was sexual conversation and i've learned the hard way to try to feel it out ahead of time because if you never talk about sex at all and then you're face to face and you're expecting to get fucked it's kind of a a weird circumstance and it would make sense at that point to be nervous it would make sense to not really know what the other person is feeling but if you have both communicated ahead of time that you're down to fuck there is no reason you should be sitting there for five hours waiting for moves to be made rightfully on either end but I just feel I guess I'm more into like the typical gender roles I'm such a fucking anti-feminist I don't know what I'm doing to my fucking gender here but like I enjoy and I feel more comfortable if the guy makes the first move which sounds very backwards to what I don't want to say kids but what females are taught now I feel like with all this female empowerment like it's okay to make the first move and women are supposed to make the first move because that's like an indication of consent maybe unless they change their mind the next day and withdraw consent but either way I am more traditional I guess in that sense that I prefer the guy to kind of be a man and make a move. So in the instance of dog daddy, like five hours was just an absolutely absurd amount of time. Now with him, I later realized if you haven't listened to episode two, please do. And you can get a little more backstory on dog daddy and what I'm talking about. But what I learned was that he, while obviously enjoys having sex, A, isn't very good at it, and B, (laughs) is very anti-slut, I guess. So he doesn't like to focus on sex, which is fine. I totally get if you are looking for something serious and you don't want things to be initiated or based off of sex, cool. But again, with him, I, I just, I don't think we were on the same page. I think I was a much more sexual person And regardless of whether or not that would have turned into a relationship, I don't see that working. I don't think there is anything wrong with putting out on a first date or a first night or whatever. And I don't think it makes you a slut. However, there's nothing wrong with being a slut. But if you are planning on having a relationship with somebody or you think it might be a possibility, in my opinion sex is part of a healthy relationship. So if you don't know what your sexual chemistry is like early enough on, and it doesn't have to be the first night, I'm just saying there's no shame in it. But if you don't know pretty early on what the sexual chemistry is, why are you wasting your time? Because you can build this great bond with someone and have an emotional connection, have fun together, go on dates, do whatever. And then when you finally get around to having sex and you realize either 
you know, one person sucks at it or there's just not chemistry or maybe he has a micro penis or maybe she has a fucking hallway of a vagina. I don't know. But I just feel like that's one of those things that people should be on the same page on in the beginning. And I it's not that I think he didn't want to have sex. I just think he didn't prioritize it enough to match up with my preferences in a relationship, whether it be like an actual romantic relationship or it be, you know, like a hookup situation, in which case you would think he would just like instantly stick his dick in me if that's all he wanted. But I am going to say in this case, Dog Daddy was just a fucking idiot. Player in this lovely game is Bartender, who we briefly talked about in episode two as well. Now, I can't fully blame him for us not having sex. I mean, to this day, we have never fucked. But I did get pretty intoxicated and ill from the amount of alcohol that night. But the fact that there was a few hours of time in between there, I I have to kind of give him a little bit of shit. And again, this was someone who I had sexted with for months, at least ahead of time, who was very aware of what my intentions were, uh, who I was on very much the same page with. And I just don't understand. It. I really should reach out to these men and try to understand why. Just why? Why? Like, I think a part of him, I think the excuse I was given, if I remember correctly, is that he was just like overly shy and not used to, you know, people, I don't want to say people wanting to have sex with him, but it just, it was an unusual situation, I guess, for him, especially given COVID and not being laid for a while because of COVID and not really being able to go out and meet people and all of that. But again, I have to take some of the blame there because my white girl wasted ass kind of uh, prevented anything from going further. But I did make a move. I I just, I want the record to show (laughs) That I tried to initiate something before I started projectile vomiting in his bathroom. So obviously with these two people, like, consent wasn't an issue. Like, I don't think either of them were worried that I was going to, like, deny consent or retract or withdraw consent or anything like that. I think they were just nervous slash stupid. I mean, one of each. Um... But there is a third player in this, and this is a new roster member, and his name is Oz. Now, (laughs) this particular man actually has several different code names. However, those names could possibly not ensure the privacy that I have a goal to maintain here at psychology. So we're going to go with Oz. The backstory is really not that interesting. It really doesn't make any sense. And it's just kind of irrelevant. 
So Oz and I started talking. We decided to make plans to meet up, go out, do something. And these plans were made about a week and a half in the future because our schedules were just conflicting quite a bit. However, about two days after this, the opportunity came up for us to see each other and we decided to jump on that, pun intended. However, best friend happened to know Oz and happened to have heard things about Oz that wouldn't necessarily match up to my sexual preferences and told me that the person that he had heard this from said that he was very vanilla and obviously like that's not that's not my style so I was kind of nervous but I'm like I can't cancel this like first of all I was just in a very like I need to like see this through like I need to get out I need to follow through with this but also like I just wanted to see like even if it was bad I just needed to know especially because best friend and I are constantly like at each other's throats trying to prove that we're right so like I needed to prove him wrong but anyway I ended up going over to his place and (laughs) I got really nervous well It turns out after I was talking to best friend right before I went over that this person that went out with Oz didn't actually have sex with him. So I'm really confused where this whole vanilla thing is coming from. And he was like, I don't know. I don't think they hooked up. I think just like generally like he was very reserved is what she meant, which like, okay, maybe he was nervous, you know, very similar situations to dog daddy and bartender. But everyone's different. Everyone's different around different people. So I was like, whatever. I'm just going to see what happens. Three hours. Three hours of nothing. And this is a weeknight, okay? And it's getting later and later. And we're drinking more and more. And I'm like, shit. Like, this is not going to happen, is it? And at the very last possible minute, it finally, like, initiates and happens and it was super high was like everything was great like I don't have any complaints but there (laughs) there was a period in between we so we had sex twice technically but there was a period in between of like you know a recovery time and my fucking drunk ass had mentioned that I heard through the grapevine that he was vanilla and I explained the story Well, it turns out it fucking wasn't him. He was not the person that went out with this chick. He had never gone out with a chick by this particular name at all. So I was super worried and nervous for nothing. Still does not explain the fucking three hour wait. Now there is um, a second meeting on the books. So we'll see what happens. But... I just, I don't understand what is going on. Now, in Oz's defense, he does have, like, an actual career, an actual, like, respectable profession. So I don't know if it was a combination of what I'm trying to get across in this episode with the whole, like, consent thing. But again, like, I I consented before we even actually, like, touched at all. 
So I'm not really sure what the fuck is going on, but I have an idea. I do want to mention something really quick, though, before I get into my great plan that I am concocting. So circling back to the we technically had sex twice, I need to get clarification on this. And I'm going to put up social media polls because this really bothers me. So Blowjob Guy and I were talking about this night and like I said, we had sex twice. And he told me that if it's twice within the same hour, it doesn't count as twice. It's it's one. It's one time. But if you are having sex and the guy comes and the girl doesn't and then, you know, you take a little like, say, 20 minute break guy gets hard again, sticks it back in, and then you both come. Like, that's having sex twice, right? Like, there were two male orgasms. There were two ejaculations. So, like, again, maybe this is my anti-feminism shining through that it only counts as sex if the guy comes, the girl doesn't matter. But I just, I need, I need some opinions. I need, especially male opinions, because that's, you know, where this stemmed from was the opinion of a man. So I just want to know if other men agree. I feel like a lot of men won't because they want to say they had sex more times than they actually did. But again, having sex, guy comes, 20 minute break, have sex again, both people come. Is it twice or is it once? Okay, so back to my plan. I really think from now on, the first time that I see a guy or hang out with a guy or whatever, there is going to be a stipulation. So if you are coming to my house, you just need to understand I'm just going to be naked. Like as soon as you walk through the door, like just be ready to go. If I'm coming to your place, just be naked or at least have your pants off and just be ready to go. Like we're not we're not wasting hours of time anymore. We're not going to fuck around. We're not having pointless conversation. And I'm not saying all conversation I've ever had has been pointless, but like at least let me fucking get off first. But see, there also have been instances where I've gotten fucked right away, like Tick Dick from episode two. He was inside of me within 10 minutes of us meeting each other in person for the first time. Like, it was great. It was right to the point. Um, I mean, he spent the night and he didn't just fucking leave. So that was kind of shitty. But <laughs> I, you know, I got what I was looking for right away. Um, there was another another roster guy, the activist. And the reason he has that name is because we immediately had sex again within like 10 minutes of him coming over he was fucking pounding my pussy but we took a break in between which is twice i don't care what anybody says it's two fucking times but in between um we discussed redlining so that was cool <laughs> um he's a big social cause advocate so he'll be the activist but you know, there are times where men are able to pick up on signals and realize previous conversations like actually meant something. And I'm not just trying to like talk a big game. Like I actually want you to fucking stick your dick in me pretty much as soon as you see me. Um, like I don't even really need to close the door. We can just, we can fuck on the front porch and it's just <laughs> quick and easy. It's like a fucking drive through. And those, you know, are my opinions on why men are so apprehensive sometimes to have sex. But Again, I am really curious to hear back from some guys and find out if there are other reasons, if there's things that we don't know about. Um, I don't know. Like, I've heard a lot 
that guys were like scared to finish quick and especially if there was alcohol involved like they would wait until they had enough alcohol in their system to fuck so that they would last longer I don't know if that's actually a thing or not I guess I could go like one of two ways you're either going to last longer because you're a little more like desensitized or you're gonna get whiskey dick and you're not even gonna be able to get it up so I guess like make sure you're hard first and then just pound shots of tequila for like five minutes straight and then we should be good to go and I really think I'm gonna try that so somebody somebody needs to volunteer we're gonna experiment we're gonna try it out I probably shouldn't put that open invitation out on a podcast (laughs) I'll be waiting though anyway I do have some tactics for the girls I know a lot of this was kind of aimed towards the guys and to guilt them into fucking me faster and to find out why it's taking so long but girls if you find yourself in this situation there are a couple things you can do I as of recently have just stopped doing them because I'm lazy and I'm resentful of men (laughs) for not just getting right to the point but first of all chances are if this is somebody that you're hooking up with multiple times it's only going to be the first time, like the first time that you meet or the first time that you're going to hook up, that this is going to be an issue where it's going to take hours. If this is a repeat offense, then you just, you need to move on. You need to find new dick because you're, you're a pedophile because you're fucking a child. Now, if this is someone that you have a good feeling, you'll probably be hooking up with more than once, barring any like crazy shit, like they have a micro penis or he cries while he fucks you or like says his mom's name by accident or some shit like that, then you're probably gonna want to make a move. And as against it as I am and as lazy as I am as of lately to just practice what I preach and although I do continue to give men more than enough opportunity to make a move themselves, if you're in a time crunch. If you just need that D, if you just want to show your female empowerment, there are some ways that you can kind of subtly drop hints or just be the man in this particular hookup and just fuck him instead. Now, if this is someone who you just want like a one night stand with, you just want to meet and hook up once, you're trying to get over an ex or you're trying to get back at an ex. I don't know. But if you already have it in your head that it's going to be a one-time thing, have that conversation ahead of time and not necessarily the, hey, I just want to fuck you once because I want to use you for something conversation, but have the, hey, like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like, this is just about sex. Like, make something up. Say like there's somewhere you have to be or you have to work or do something. I don't know. Just make something up so that they know there's a limited amount of time and that you're both down to fuck. That way, everything can just kind of be streamlined into get in, get off, get out. Now, the biggest thing to remember and the easiest way to drop a hint and make a move if you are maybe not used to making a move or you're kind of nervous about what the reaction is going to be, you have to remember to use physical touch. And that doesn't mean you have to go grab his dick. I mean, you can. I'm all for it. I do it all the time. But the easiest way I've found to execute this is if a guy is trying to get in your pants, whether he's being obvious or being subtle, 
he's probably going to crack some sort of joke or try to say something funny, try to make you laugh or smile or giggle or get some sort of reaction out of you to kind of break the ice, maybe put you at ease, just kind of feel out the situation, uh, see if you're an uptight bitch, see if you're going to revoke consent. And obviously you do want to react positively, even if it's the stupidest shit you've ever heard. But even just like a slight thigh graze, like as you're laughing, just because it's so fucking hilarious, see how he reacts. Leave your hand there for even just a couple seconds. See if he touches you back. See if he kind of like is indifferent or pulls away. And that can give you kind of a good reading on whether or not you're going to get laid that night. Now, if you've been talking for a little while and there doesn't seem to be any sexual signals, there's no, you know, physical touch, you can take that time to take something he says, put a, a sexual joke on it bring sexual connotation to the conversation. And I would give this 30 minutes max. And I feel like a hypocrite because (laughs) I keep saying that I have a 25-minute limit before I'm just going to make the move or get the fuck out. And I have not been sticking to that. I've been giving hours and I need to stop. I I need to crack the whip. I need to either get the D or go home and not waste my time. So 25 to 30 minutes, I would say try to make the conversation sexual. Again, see how he reacts. If you try both of these things and he seems really uneasy, you need to dip. You need to get your shit. You need to come up with an excuse and fucking leave. If you're not in a position where you're going to run into him again, you know, make something up so he doesn't feel bad. But if you know you are never going to see this motherfucker again in your life, you can even be blunt and honest and be like, listen, like, I really got to go. You know, I really would have liked to, you know, sit on your face. I really would have loved for you to stick your dick in my ass. But, you know, I guess that's not where this is going. See you never. Deuces. Now, in a last ditch effort, if you just you really want to make sure you've covered all bases, hold eye contact. Hold eye contact for two or three seconds. Let your eyes wander down to his dick and back up and hold eye contact for another two seconds. Make it obvious what you are there for. And if you combine all of these and he's still not ripping your pants off, there's something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong. He's not into it or there's no chemistry whatsoever. But if you are the aggressive type, you can go in for it. You can go in to kiss him. You can go in to, you know, get a little handsy, start on a knee, work up to a thigh, go between the legs. If you have the confidence and the desire to pull this off, fucking go for it. If there has been sexual conversation leading up to this, you know, before you met or, you know, even him kind of picking up on the sexual cues that you're giving, but he's still not making the move, just go for it. Even if you just get closer to him, you kind of put your body up to his, make some sort of physical connection. And I I know this is against like everything we're told on the reverse as far as what men are quote unquote allowed to do to women. But let me tell you something. As a woman, I would kill for this in all of these situations where I've either had to make the first move or I have waited for 
hours to even be touched. Just fucking melt me on your fucking couch. Like, I don't care. Like, just we are here for a purpose. Let's get the deed done. Now, if there's mutual attraction, if there was sexual conversation ahead of time, if he's flirty, if he's just not making the move, there is also the possibility that he is turned on by a woman that takes charge or makes the first move. I know that this was kind of the situation with Fox. Not so much sexually. I mean, the first time that we met up privately, he, I don't want to say was aggressive. Like, that sounds that sounds bad. But he did kind of make the first move and he didn't have a problem kind of taking charge of it. But initially in us even talking and getting to that point, I had to kind of put myself out there. He was not turned off, but he was kind of thinking it was a waste of time because of having a larger social media following for being just like an ordinary person. He figured there was no point. And he told me that he found it attractive and he found it sexy that I reached out to him, that I kind of put the gears in motion to even get us to the point of hanging out together and fucking and then, you know, eventually dating. But that is possible. Okay, so all of this is very circumstantial and you really have to be able to read the room. If he is giving you absolutely nothing, if he's not even fucking looking at you, you're done. Just wave the white flag, peace out, jump on Tinder, find a new dick to hop on. It's not a big deal. There are plenty of dicks out there. And I know there's a lot of times where I would hype myself up that this one guy that I had my eye on, like he just, he has to be great in bed or he has to have a huge dick. Like there's just no way. And some of those times I've been left disappointed. However, every single time that I have had really good sex and I've been worried to let that dick go because I'm never going to find one that compares. I always have. I always prove myself wrong. Lance and I had a very long sexual history and for the longest time, like he was the best sex I ever had. And it was a little tough when we broke up. And I think that was part of the reason that I kept going back to him for a few months after the breakup to have sex was, I mean, yes, there was still an emotional connection there. And yes, I was still in the process of moving on. But because he was the best that I had at that point, I was really worried that I wasn't going to find as good or better. And then Fox came along and rocked my fucking world. So yeah, like it is possible. There's always going to be better dick out there. Don't get too hung up on trying to make one work that just doesn't vibe with you. And it doesn't even necessarily mean they're bad in general. Sometimes the chemistry just isn't there. And if you can read that the chemistry isn't there before you even get it fucking stuck up your pussy, you're going to save yourself a lot of time and you're going to save yourself a lot of frustration. Another argument that I've had with several guys, but mainly blowjob guy, is If your appearance, when you show up to what you assume to be a dick appointment, if that has an impact on how quickly or whether or not you get laid. The night that I fucked baseball guy for the first time, I was at a point, like this was my first casual encounter in quite a while. And I was like, I don't even know what to wear. And it was, it was decently late at night, but it wasn't like 
a midnight booty call kind of thing. Like it was pre-planned. I think it was like eight or nine at night. And I was like, do I do the whole like full hair, full makeup, sexy outfit? Or like, do I bum it? Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And blowjob guy insisted. He's like, just wear a fucking sweatpants, t-shirt, hair up, good to go. That shows like you are there for a purpose. But it had already been established. I thought that I was there for a purpose. And I'm a big believer in first impressions. So I'm like, I need to look my most impressive the first time. That way, if the dick is really good, I know I'm going to get a call back or a text back or whatever. So I... I don't know, like I'm always the type that likes to try to go all out the first time. I think I've calmed down a little bit just because it's so much fucking effort. And all of the times that it's been drug out, I'm just like, I'm not spending just as much time getting ready as I'm going to spend waiting to get fucked. So that's another thing I'm curious about with guys. Like, does it matter? Does does what I'm wearing or does what I look like have an effect on how quickly you're going to rip my pants off. Should I start showing up in sweatpants? I mean, that would be much more comfortable. That would be much more convenient. But I mean, I still say, I don't know. I still really do feel like I couldn't do that. I don't think I could show up to a dick appointment in sweatpants the first time. Now, if you're like an established fuck buddy, okay, fine. Maybe even leggings, which... That was a whole other thing that we argued about because he claims leggings take too much time to come off. But, like, I'm already waiting hours to fucking even get eaten out. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll take it in baby steps. Maybe I'll go from skinny jeans to leggings and then try the sweatpants when I've just, like, completely given up on life. Now, I've said a lot of things that you should be doing. But let me tell you one thing that you should not do. And I have learned this the hard way. So many fucking times, okay? And this did not happen with Oz. This did not happen with Fox. And I think that's about it recently that I can think of. But one of the problems, and I am so, so, so guilty of this, especially if I'm super into someone and I'm like extremely attracted to them. I'm just ready to fucking take their dick in and around my mouth, in my pussy. It just fill me up. I will get a little ahead of myself and we'll start talking and we'll start planning and we'll start telling each other what we're going to do to each other or what we want each other to do to us, which general statements are okay. Talking about what you like and what you don't like is okay. But when you get so graphic and so specific This expectation is now set in your head. And this happened with activists. Like we were talking about toys. We were talking about anal. We were talking about all of these things that by the time the first the first time came around, A, like we didn't even really have time to (laughs) like there are a lot of times you need to set yourself the expectation that you can't always judge what your sex life will be with someone based on the first time. Nerves play a, a role in it experiencing a new dick, experiencing a new pussy, like there is a chance because they've never had your pussy before, they might bust quick and that might not be their usual and it might take a little bit of time or maybe they haven't been laid in like a year. They're going through a dry spell. 
there are a lot of factors. So I try, unless it's really fucking horrible or the person is just like a shitty person and I don't want to be around them, I try to give more than one chance just to see for sure if the first time was a fluke or, you know, if it it does get better from there. And that gives you more time to experiment and, you know, try different things out, different positions, different types of sex, whatever. But if you do too much planning and you set the expectation too high, you're going to be disappointed. You're both going to be disappointed. And it's not anyone's fault. It's not that either of you are bad in bed or that you were talking a game that you couldn't live up to. It's just that the first time is not the time to go all out. And who wants to? If you do everything that you're looking forward to the first time, where are you going to go from there? Like you've already pulled out all of your cards. You've already played your full hand. Give it some time, especially if you're super into them, because chances are you're going to want to hook up more than once. Spread it out. Do everything you want to. Just don't do it all on the first night or at least don't assume you're going to do it all the first night because that's just going to lead you to think that you had bad sex, even if you didn't necessarily have bad sex. So again, whether or not the current culture with Me Too and consent and all the fucking bullshit that feminists have brought upon us, if that has an effect on why guys are more hesitant to have sex, I'm not sure. I'd love to know from the male perspective. I really think it does. I even just in the past couple of years, have seen a difference that seems to correlate to all the awareness that has been brought to the issue of consent and the issue of, you know, sexual assault, which again, I'm not trying to belittle legitimate cases. I just think it's been severely blown out of proportion. And I think we need to really take a look at what is assault and what is a bunch of Karens just wanting something to bitch about. So men, please, if you know for sure she's down to fuck, if you know for sure I'm down to fuck, which I am, just stick it in. Just make your fucking move. Even if you are looking for more than just sex, like I said earlier, sex is an important part of a relationship, at least to anyone that I have interest in. Or anyone that has interest in me should know, like, that is a big part of a relationship for me. So I want to know right away, and I want you to know right away. And we need to make sure we're on the same page. We need to make sure the chemistry is there. Let's just, let's do it. Let's see how we connect. And girls, don't be afraid to make a move. Don't be afraid to make a move or say, fuck this, I'm out. There is more dick out there. Please, Learn from my mistakes. Do not sit around for two, three, four, five hours having conversations. And they could be great conversations, but those conversations can be had while you're waiting for round two or after the fact or the next fucking day via text message. You are there for a purpose. So ladies, men, young, old, gay, straight, bi, whatever. I don't care who you are. If you are looking to get laid, go get laid, go be a hoe. And I will see you next week, hopefully with an update on the Fox.